Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Welcome to this special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. In just a minute, you're going to hear myself and my wife and business partner, AJ, do a debrief recap and summary of our most recent interview with our big takeaways. But before we dive into that, I just wanted to let you know that people often ask us, What is the first step to building a personal brand? And if that is you or someone you know, then you have come to the right place because we have put together for you a free video short course to help you get started. Just visit firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get access. In it, we're going to walk you through what exactly is the genesis of a personal brand and the six key questions that every personal brand must be able to answer, but that almost none ever do. So go ahead and visit again, firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get started, and we'll see you there. Now on with the recap. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's Rory and AJ Vaden. Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast Recap. This is where we debrief, deconstruct, and take the mental highlighter back through This is the Cliff Notes version. Cliff Notes, as AJ says. She's (laughs) much shorter and more brief than I am. This interview is a debrief, a recap of Gretchen Rubin, the one and only Gretchen Rubin, who has multiple number one New York Times bestsellers and one of the most prolific writers, I think, of our time. truly fascinating. She's incredible. And I think just getting to hear a little bit of her heart, we've developed a relationship with her over the years, try to get her some media appearances for some of her other books. And she was nice enough to come support us here as a part of Launch and Brand Builders Group. But AJ, I guess what jumped out right off the bat, listening to Gretchen, she sold tons and tons of books. Well, I think for all of you listening, again, the reminder and the emphasis around this little debrief is to give you the highlights, the biggest things you need to know, the things that we thought were most important so that you can go and start learning and applying them. However, there are tons and tons and tons of tidbits that she shared that we're not going to share because this is a recap. This is the Cliff Notes version. So just keep that in mind. There's a lot more to the episode than just what we're sharing. To me, the most fascinating and interesting thing that I thought came out of this interview was the discussion around how to hit the New York Times bestseller list Mm. as an author. And there is a science to it, and then there's not. And I thought that was just such a good reminder because I think there's half of the population out there who are trying to write books and hit this list and become more well-known to get higher speaking fees and Clearly, they're not thinking they're going to make tons of money from selling books because that doesn't really happen unless you're like Harry Potter or Twilight. <laughs> but not millions and millions. It's just not, well, not you, where most people are going to be making money. That's not money. Where you're going to make right? money. Right. You're going to make it through speaking and consulting. But it's if you your, sell a million copies and you make an average of $3 per book on your royalty, you can make some decent money. But 
you that's can. a million copies. So that's not the but, norm. But the list. But with all that said, I think the part that was really interesting is knowing when you need to launch your book. And I think there is some specific science around that. Like she was talking about how you don't really want to launch it around election time. That makes sense. A lot of sense. You don't want to launch it in January, December or early January, because that's when all the new year, new you is coming up. Unless Unless that's your book. Unless you are in your space. Unless that's your book. That's what Take the Stairs came out in February. If it's about increasing your commitment or losing weight or going on the diet plan or productivity or annual goal planning, but those are the things that consume that. So that there are these certain time periods that would really help you not have as much other people in your space to compete with. To hit the list. Because it's just the way she was saying is it's like there's 10 spots on the list, right? And depending on what else has happened in that week, some half of those spots could be just taken like the new year, new year. It's like there's going to be five diet books occupying five of the top 10 slots the first month of the year. So if not more. Yeah. So I think that was really interesting. The other thing along that that I thought was also interesting is how she had this idea of like, basically, if you pre-sell, like the whole concept of pre-selling, right? A lot of people don't pre-sell. You need to pre-sell so that you can process all of your sales in the same week. You could be pre-selling for six months or a year. So if you're banking on how do I get 15,000 sales in a week, it's the wrong plan. You need to be thinking about, okay, how long do I have in order to process all of these sales in one week. So just to clarify for you all, if you don't know, the, all of the sales that happen before week one count on week one. So week one is the best opportunity for most people to hit the New York Times or any of the major bestseller lists because it's all the pre-sales. Now, if you have a major publisher that your book likely won't show up in Amazon until maybe like three months before, but you can start collecting doing orders. And this is something that, you know, our implementation team can help you with and, and your it's strategy. What it's, what, it's what we did. Yeah. It's what we help people do is create a, a launch plan, which is really a pre-launch plan first to generate all the sales. And then they run through and they count on that first week. Yeah, and but you've got months out. and months and months to do that. Just, are you doing it? Because a lot of first time authors that we work with, they're all focused on that first week. And it's like, well, what are you doing in all the weeks before that? You're too late. You've got to have all those in pre-sale so you can push those through. And then she was talking about how it totally, depending on the week, you could hit it in week one and not hit it on week two, even though you sold the same amount. She said, there's so much of a science to it. And then there's just not. Then it's a little bit of a luck of a draw of what odd thing happened where this person who I think she, her example was Julia Child had died. And then they had re-released something of Julia Child's, the joy of cooking. And she was like, what? She's not even an al- She's not even alive. And that's who I'm competing with. Yeah. And some of that's just the luck of the draw, but you got to know that you've got tons of time before opening week to make sure that you've got the numbers to hit on opening week. To me, Those are just really big insights that only people who have published lots of books and sold lots of copies know. And now you know them, even though you may have never done it. Well, and and it's interesting too, right? You think of Gretchen Rubin, number one New York Times bestseller. is like, oh, she's just this amazing writer and all these sales just happen. But then to hear her talk about her email list, she's been building her email list for years and years and years and the way that she nurtures it. There's nothing accidental. You don't accidentally become a bestseller, even if you're Gretchen Rubin. Like it is a plan, it is a strategy. 
it's execution and time, right? Lots of time, lots of reputation. It's all the stuff that you're going to hear us talk about over and over and over. So it's a balance of both. But the other thing that I loved about what she said about the bestseller list was she said, I know Pulitzer Prize winning authors that have never hit the New York Times. And she said, you don't have to hit the New York Times bestseller list to have a meaningful career and to have a book that does everything you need it to do. And that was really refreshing too. Like, I think sometimes we overdo the whole bestseller list. I totally agree. And the only reason that people even talk about that or care about that is for credibility. Yeah. It's a resume builder. It's something you say you can use to increase your fees. It does not mean your book is any better than the self-published book that's down the street. And many times it's not. I mean, we say this all the time. It is not the New York Times best written book. Yeah. It is the New York Times best selling book. There are plenty of books that will never hit the list that are way better than many books who have hit the list. But you've got to create the sales. you got to create the engine. Marketing and, engine. And that's the reason for Brand Builders Group mm-hmm. existence, I think. It's, it's not so much that we, we do help people create content and stuff, but we don't edit their manuscripts so much. But yeah. we do create the platform to really generate the sell-through. And that's what you need to be thinking about. And you go, yeah, even Gretchen Will... Uh, Gretchen, Gretchen Rubin is thinking about that. And Gretchen she, Wilson is a whole Gretchen Wilson is, is, is a country singer, sorry, Nashville Redneck woman. That's and, what he's trying yeah, to say. So, yeah. <laughs> well, we live in Nashville. We have a baby, okay? So I haven't been sleeping like a ton. So the other thing about Gretchen, she's a genius at the lead capture. Yeah. And the thing that jumped at me was her quiz. Yeah, that's so interesting. Just a good reminder. Like Sally Sally Hogshead's another good friend of ours. She's another person we're interviewing as part of the summit. I mean, her whole business is basically built on this assessment. assessment. The power of quizzes as lead magnets. Like don't underestimate it. People love them. Yeah, just little things that make a really big list and then are a big deal for you to build your list. And then it's just ongoing engagement with your list. So I think those are really simple, but big things that a lot of times we overlook. Then the other thing that I love about Gretchen, she's a ninja about getting in the media. Like she has been in all of the major things. And she did say, you know, and I would definitely agree with this. Being a New York Times bestselling author definitely helps in a lot of ways. One of which is media. It's kind of like they're going to take your call because they need to put someone on there. And they just basically, it's like if they're a media booker, they need content, they mm-hmm. need someone, and they're just trying to put people on there who are not going to get them fired. And so if you have a certain level of credibility, but her little tip about the video. Yeah, um, instead of just sending them to your website or sending them a clip of you speaking or whatever, it's like, no, actually send them. And to me, and this is how I took it anyways, it's like, yeah, send them a clip of you speaking, but actually send them a clip of you talking to them. Talking, yeah, yeah just yeah, to talking. talk your pitch out so they can just Not see like you. a clip of you speaking on stage per se, but actually of you talking to them so they know that you're going to have conversational you know, ability yeah. to be interviewed and to be interesting and charismatic. And you don't really get that from a planned speech on stage. So just like talking out your pitch and helping them get to know you and your personality and all that comes out. I thought that was really, really interesting. Well, yeah. And I think it's like somebody who is a master of the written word does not equal a master of the spoken word. (laughs) Write that down. A master of the written word does not equal a master of the spoken word. And it was interesting. You know, her friend is like this major booker and she's like, 
authors are sometimes the worst guests. It's less like the fact that they are an author almost makes me not want to bring them on because they're holed up in a closet. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like some stinky man out in the cabin for four four months writing this manuscript, trying to talk to (laughs) But having them know what you're going to be like actually in the interview is best to just, just like how we are. Help them get to know how would you be interviewed? What would you talk about? So actually talk it out. Speaking of beautiful and charismatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yes. He wants something. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last little thing, which I absolutely freaking loved. And I thought this was so genius and so brilliant. And also it was very telling to me where, you know, you said Gretchen makes her time to go be on all these other podcasts for other authors and all these authors have shows and all these authors are selling books. And it's like, why would such a major author take her time to go be on other authors summits and podcasts and things like that? And she had this great line where she said, there is no such thing as competitors in your space. There's only allies. I love that attitude. So So good. There's no such thing as competitors in your space. There's only allies. They are on your team because it's just like we are all raising awareness for our topical area together. And the other thing is like you only release a book or a product every so often, maybe every year, typically every couple of years. And it's not uncommon to be every three years. So why not help? And this is how we met Gretchen was, I think, was when her book, The Four Tendencies, came out. This was on our old show. We, we had her on and yeah. it helped her during her launch. And then it helps we her, became helps friends. Us and, you know, it doesn't matter whatever space you're in. If you're out there listening, if you could be a coach or a personal trainer, or you could be a consultant, yeah, financial you be, health relationships, yeah, whatever you could be an attorney, you could be a dentist, whatever to eliminate the idea of competitors and going, no, these people are my allies because for the people that aren't a fit for them, They could be a fit for me. And for the people who aren't a fit for me, I need good referral sources to send people to. Because if you're taking on every client, then there is a lot of your business you don't enjoy. Yeah. And this is, by the way, so one of our events is called Full Keynote Calendar. And we talk about the business of getting booked as a speaker. And one of the things that is key to building a speaking business is to build a little cadre of people in your space that you refer each other because the speaking business is really similar, right? Like if they had us speak this year or or one of us, they're probably not going to have us back next year. If they do, then they're almost definitely not going to have us back three years in a row. And so what you do want to build is this little group of compadres. Shout out to the struggle. That's my little... Compadres, a.k.a. referral partners. Speaker mastermind. Or the normal people. Yeah, but you help each other and you you help your clients too because if they liked reading your book, they probably will like reading that person's book. And it's not one or the other. Yeah. And it's, again, I can't stress enough. It does not matter what industry you're in. Forget an author, forget a speaker. It does not matter. You need people that are allies, not competitors. You want people to send people your way when they're busy, when they're booked, when it's not a fit for them, when what they're looking for isn't what they do, but they know about you, but they don't fear you. They want to help you. That's an ally, not a competitor. Right? They're not afraid of you taking their business because they know that you're going to send them business. Creating those ally relationships and just having that mindset, to me, that's probably like the biggest breakthrough of the whole interview. Mm. You don't have competitors. You have allies, which means you've got some relationship work to be doing online and offline to make that happen. 
Yeah. Amen. Well, and thank you to Gretchen and to all of our allies, the people who are part of our summits. You know, we bring in all these big time speakers and authors to be on our summit and to be on podcast because we really believe in it. And, you know, it's like the rising tide raises all ships. So thank you for being here. They're here for you to help you just like we are here and our team is here to help you. We want to see you break through the wall. We want to see you reach more people. We know what it's like to have that message trapped inside that you want to get out to the world and you want to make an impact. So we thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. We'll catch you next time on the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. That's all we've got for this edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Hey, one thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in either iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also, make sure to link up with us on social media and please just share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation. Thank you.